Let's fly together, fly together, fly together You can be my love, sweet love I know your pretty feathers, it don't matter the weather Cause you and me together, we'll fly, 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 fly forever Let's fly together, fly together, fly together You can be my love, sweet love I know your pretty feathers, it don't matter the weather Cause you and me together, we'll fly Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another riveting, and I and I mean absolutely exemplar, episode of the Swim Bros Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Grant Douglas House, and I'm a singular swim bro. Kyle House, the elder swim bro, is across the country right now and uh, s- attending with us in spirit. So, Kyle, thank you for being here. Just FaceTimed with him. We debriefed over the episode, so... It's all good, everyone. Calm, calm down, calm down. But today we've got a, you know, we had a, we had a little long journey last episode with Maddie Martins, coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, assistant coach. And, you know, so I want to kind of contrast that a little bit, change it up, you know, maybe just last one trip to practice or the trip from practice home and kind of take a different change of pace. You know, these episodes, these solo casts or these solo podcasts that I have are really an opportunity for me to try different things and talk about different opportunities and, and see what's going on in the world of sports, um, kind of talk about my experience, my journey, and also just examine some of the questions that are being thrown at me. So I kind of want to take um, a short segment here to kind of pause and and really just reflect and, and kind of go through a monologue, if you may, um, of some sorts. Uh, so oftentimes my closest circle, my inner circle, um, shout out, Jake Hemerly, Alex Gusev, and Jack Little, just to name a couple. Uh, the Elder Swimmer is obviously in there too. He is. He is the the inner citadel for sure. But uh, with some of my friends, we do this activity or this exercise really where we record our calls or we record our FaceTimes with each other. And it's actually provided a lot of powerful insight into me. And one of the things that I want to share is something that uh, my friends, um, the the inner circle that I just mentioned, that they felt it was important to share with other people and, you know, share that sentiment in the same way. So here we are. I have a platform and I think a lot of young athletes, a lot of older individuals, especially, you know, I think there's a target demographic in today's world where we really see this motivation spike from 20-year-olds to 30-year-olds. And there's there's really big, a lot of motivation driven directly to those individuals, you know, starting a job, getting out of college, going through college. And a lot of young men and women really getting targeted with motivation. But I hope that, you know, it still hits this demographic too. But I really think that these sentiments that, you know, myself, Jack, Jake, and Goose all talk about is something that I feel like when I thought about it and reflected on the passage that we recorded really isn't echoed enough to anyone, but especially younger athletes, younger individuals, younger people, and older people, the parents, the coaches, the the real unsung heroes of, of the athletes, the young athletes, and the I want to take a second before we dive into some of the segments of this episode and talk about some, you know, other aspects like sports, the FBS, college football, junior world championships, hot takes, you like that, lane line ratings. We've got it all still, folks. But for right now, I kind of want to just take it back to center 
and uh, hopefully either provide some inspiration, motivation, or just some perspective more so than anything, uh, because this is as much as I needed to hear it as as much as anyone else. So here we go. You are powerful. You are strong, and you're capable of whatever you apply your actions to. You're capable of what you put your time and your effort to. There are a lot of things that we might want to do and that we feel that we really need to do, but really, it's not about having more time. It's about focusing and more simplifying what is in our control and focusing on what we choose to control and what we want to do with our control. I say these things not because I'm blowing smoke. I say these things because I need to hear them too, because I need a journalist too. I need to tell myself as well. And because I struggle with them as well. And if you think this is stupid or listening to this doesn't benefit you, I think you really need to tell yourself this and then examine and think about why it sounds challenging, why it's harder to listen to, and why you hesitate. I say these sentiments not because everyone has earned this, but because I feel it's important that we all need to hear a sentiment like this and to resonate with how we feel after hearing it and what it initiates us to do. We need to feel what this is like to be told. We need to hear this in a world where we don't get told this very often at all. But when we apply our action with dedicated, disciplined, and consistent action, when we apply our action, and when we take that time with discipline, when we move forward in a progressive, step-by-step way, we can find that we are improving and progressing appropriately. And you're not perfect. It's not perfection that we're seeking. And I say this because I struggle with this too, as an athlete, during my entire life. One out of ten days... You take 10 days, and one out of those 10 days is bound to be the bottom 10%. You can have the best 10 days of your life. One of those 10 days is bound to be the bottom 10%. One of them is going to be the best, and one of them is going to be the worst. And you can say, well, these are all the 10 best days of my life, but just by nature of the beast, the aggregate, the peak, the trough will always be present in some way, shape, or form, and we can't ignore that, but we can embrace that and accept that. And it's just part of this process towards excellence instead of perfection. And that's a huge aspect, I think, in the athletic journey. And it's easier now because you put in the preparation to be better than you were two years ago. And so now what was insurmountable then seems like an obstacle that can be conquered today. So with that, we can identify, you know, the perception is really what controls our obstacles and these barriers. And we put in front of ourselves. It's not always external, but sometimes internal. And so it's important to reflect that we're growing, we're strong, you're capable. We're all capable of getting past these obstacles, but only if we apply this consistent effort, take the action and work towards what we actually want, not what someone else wants. Not working towards perfection, but working within a process to progress towards improvement every day. It's something that I work on, I need to hear, I apply, and I practice every day too. And I think it's something that more people need to be told going forward and doing things that you're capable of once you ignite that path of belief and once you ignite that flame, that, that flame of belief into these discussions with yourself, these reflections, these journals, these, this self-talk. If you take the action and put the work forward, I believe great things will happen. That was some of the reflection. I hope that it helps someone. I hope that lifts someone's spirit. Uh, whether it helps you run through a wall or helps you get through the day or helps you be a better parent, coach, athlete, or your practice, uh, I just really think some of those sentiments, you know, hopefully it's a replayable sentiment, uh, a replayable clip for different people to talk about and different people to see and hear, hopefully, if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, if you're listening in the car, 
just take a second to breathe and, and really take all that in because I think you deserve to hear it. Everyone deserves to hear it. And if you haven't been told that, then really dive in. So, but uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging with that. Uh, let me know if you enjoyed stuff like that. I, I'm a big quote guy. I like reflection. I like philosophy. I like journaling. And that's something I do on the daily, especially with the inner circle. Um, but now back to regular scheduled programming. Um, so this weekend, we had week one. There's technically a week zero, but no one, no one counts from zero. No one counts from zero. And one of the biggest things on the, uh, the DACA was the FBS season. The FBS season. College football is back, folks. It's back, and it's better than ever. And it started off with quite the prime time, quite the prime time game, pun intended, with uh, Deion Sanders leading the Buffs to victory over the, the Horned Frogs. So, um, absolutely horrible mascot name, by the way, sidebar, uh, maybe a scorching hot take, but I just, I don't understand it. So, I mean, that was pretty incredible. Hops in from Jackson State and goes into a Division One program. You know, he talks the talk and he walks the walk heavy. And uh, that is pretty impressive. You know, he, he didn't have any expectation of anything different. And I think his post-game interviews and his comments immediately after post-game really inspirational of, you know, this is the excellence, the standard of excellence that I have and the standard of excellence that I expect out of myself. So this isn't a surprise. And you know, to do that with his two sons on the team too, pretty, like what a cool situation. I don't care if you're not a Colorado fan or Deion Sanders fan. That's just an inspirational story there and a really cool start. And I think it gives a good limelight into what the actual FPS season is going to be like this year. And, you know, I'm not a college, too big of a college football guy, but I think I'm going to be a little bit engaged with it this year. Uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, now that I'm done with college, ironically, I'm actually somewhat more engaged with uh, enjoying college football season. Um, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the games were a lot of routes um, and not much action. You know, the first, the softball, t-ball setups for the season from a lot of the big schools in the in the country. Um, Ohio State actually didn't dominate Indiana as much as uh, people thought. I think the over under. And this was over 56 points, and the spread was 39. They ended up winning by 20. Uh, so that was a little a little disheartening for the Buckeye fans. Um, very uplifting for me. So, But going onward, you know, we had Penn State. We are. Good game. Texas and Rice rolled through. Texas back? Question mark. Is Texas? Texas is back. It's, 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 it's got to happen. It's the eighth year in a row. Is Texas back? We'll find out. Eight years and counting. And rolling through, like, the rest of the games, like we talked about, Colorado. Um, shout out Matty Martins. Bucky absolutely laid the wood on Buffalo. So, 38-17 Wisconsin Badgers. Just immaculate game. Just immaculate game day in Madison, I'm sure. Uh, so, Matt, hope you were there. And Spirit, and spoiler alert, we are also have uh, in two episodes. In two episodes, we have another, another Wisconsin Badger joining joining the podcast. People are people are learning, people are listening, and they want to get on the show. So great recruiting tool, great recruiting opportunity. If you're a coach, you're listening, just reach out. I I'd, I'd love to have you talk some shop. And so yeah, we didn't have too much shakeup in the grand scheme of thing. Tulane, Texas A&M rolled them. Iowa rolled them. Florida State, LSU. Florida State laid some wood. Uh, that was uh, pretty surprising how much they won by, but great game. 
Oregon State over San Jose. Duke. Duke was a pretty wild one, actually. They they dominated Clemson. So that was uh, awesome to see. Like the first, I'd say, really actual or big upset of the week one college football season. And and kind of shows that there's going to be some some action this year, I think. You know, uh, watching Alabama just roll their team on Saturday night. You know, pretty crazy, but nothing expected there. Just Nick Saban train keeps on keeping on. And uh, it was it's been pretty cool. We'll get to this later in the in the podcast. But watching uh, the new documentary finally got to it, Swamp Kings. Pretty insightful to see how dominant and how impactful Nick Saban has been because Alabama wasn't always that dominant. You know, I think I saw the stat line that he has an 88 percentile win percentage since he joined in 2007, I believe it was. He's had six national titles and been ranked number one in the country all every season since. So I think that would be 15 seasons um, at least or 13 or 16 seasons since. So pretty incredible, pretty astounding, a level of excellence that is uh, ideally replicable by only a few and, you know, noticed by some aspects. You know, I'd like to think at ASU, we're trying to mimic that level, that standard of excellence. It take, takes a lot of time, takes taking us a lot of time in the swimming world. But, you know, I think everyone can admire that and respect that and, and look to replicate it. And so on to the second segment, this, or I guess the third section of this this. Uh, this podcast parlay, if you may, uh, it is junior world championships. And you know, my hot take this time was was going to come on, and I, I see these highlights. You know, I, I was seeing the headlines. I'll, I'll admit, I'll hands up, hands up on that one. I'll admit blame on that. But you know, I was really seeing some of these headlines. And I was like, wow, the junior national team is, I think, doing better than the senior national team at this meet. And from junior worlds to you know regular world championships. And, you know, you had some junior world athletes there like Thomas Dog, Heilman. And, you know, he might have been at this a meet, but he qualified for that one. And I think it's, you know, going through the results, I, I, I was incorrect. Hot take was wrong. So I'm glad I caught myself before I got on. But while there are some pretty astounding times um, going through, you know, Team USA right now, I think it is important to identify you know like both teams have some areas to improve on both uh regions both demographics junior and senior and you know i people listening to this well wow and you know people listening to this can just be like well grant you weren't even on either team and yeah you're right you got me easy low-hanging fruit there but you know as a student of the sport as someone looking to not uplift myself but uplift both uh everyone around me as much as possible, you know, for the sport of USA swimming. And like Matt Martinez and I said, just the patriotism that runs through and wanting to uplift, you know, Team USA as much as possible. I think it's important to, you know, watch, analyze, and, you know, collect thoughts. And you don't have to always share them, but I think just collecting and and making some observations as important as really the excitement that follows these meets of, you know, there's work to be done. Uh, We talked about it last episode and the episode before that, you know, the senior national team, there's definitely moments that they weren't as high. And there were other moments that surprised people. And I think that's the beauty of sport, ultimately, you know. I think, you know, from juniors, there's a lot of insights that we can see. You know, the 4 by 100 freestyle relay, Jason Zhao, Maximus Williamson. I mean, we just got to stop there for a second. And if your name's Maximus, 
yeah, I mean, it just takes care of itself that you are going to be, you're going to be a dog at whatever you do. Um, that's pretty, pretty savage name. Um, and to go forward with this whole relay of Daniel Dale, Maximus Williamson, Hudson Williams, and then anchoring with Jason Zhao, dog, Mason Manrays, huge shout out. And guy trains like a workhorse and it was really awesome to compete with him whenever I go back home. And so it's really impressive to just these splits lead off 49, nine solid 47, seven Maximus Williams, Hudson Williams, 49 one. And then Jason Zhao, 48, six. So absolutely incredible times there from Maximus and Jason and, you know, really good start to the meet. And then going into the 200 IM with Maximus two, you know, the 147, two, pretty electric, pretty electric time would have finished ninth in the world at world championships and would have made him on the world championship team if he had would have swam that in the a final at world championship trials in indianapolis all great racers go to indy stamp it inject it put it on my gravestone i will say that until the final breaths of the swim bros are given all great racers go to indianapolis iepy indianatorium you know you have some other great opportunities here too with the men's under breaststroke we went one three uh pretty incredible there uh, pretty incredible opportunity for you know the future of USA breaststroke USA swimming there with Joshua Chen and Watson Nijin. Um Hopefully I didn't I pronounced those correctly. I most likely didn't just knowing myself, but some pretty impressive times. One double oh seven, one oh one two, and really just a lot of promise in an event that you know Sir Saint Nick Fink. God bless. Uh, but he's he's really battling out there on his own, um, especially in the 100, the 50, and sometimes the 200. So we can't just always rely on him to do everything. He needs some help. He needs some, some support. The dude will shoulder it. He is a giant that we will stand on his shoulders later in the, in the future of USA Swimming. But we gotta get we got to get someone else on that podium right now. And I don't think it's going to be your boy here. So unless something happens with the 100 breaststroke, and the 200 breaststroke in the next year, I, I I can only do so much um, in the in the realm of breaststroke. But no one in the 200 freestyle, similar podium uh, left out as that. But Maximus, you know, I'm really excited to see what he goes in the four by two. I'm thinking 145. That might be my hot take. 145 in the in the four by two, if if not faster, based on the 100 and the 2 IM time, and you know some other other miss miss outs too. The no no one in the 100 fly. That's very unfortunate. Uh, but big shout out to ASU incoming, incoming freshman, Philip Sank of Canada. He is, he is fueled on maple syrup right now, representing Team Canada. He ripped a 52-8, 52-8 in the 100 butterfly semi. So, Philip, keep rocking, man. That is awesome. Was glad to see him before he shipped off to his training camp and also this meet in Israel. And uh, because of Eric Biney, Eric Biney testing, he he's he's on the train, he's on the on the team with that, and uh, fueling, done the research, done the testing properly, and fueling his body, and it's performing admirably. So no surprise there. Uh, if you're interested, reach out to Erica and mention me. But it seems to be working. You know, a lot of people are on the train with that. Carson Foster, Jake Foster, myself, Lindsey Looney, Philip. The list goes on and on. The Duluth sisters. All, a lot of athletes are starting to really dive into 
more optimization and exploration of their performance and their bodies. And I think that's great. So, you know, we're on to day three. I think the finals are happening soon. But, you know, really, really some exciting stuff that's happened thus far. Jason Zhao, eighth place in the Tundra Freestyle, uh, 148. So obviously a great time for a rising junior, a rising junior out there. So it's pretty incredible to see what the junior national teams are doing these 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 days i'll say i'm only 25 but you know i was on a 4x200 freestyle junior world record and world gold medal relay and those times are long gone like no one on the 4x1 during my days at that meet were was going 47 7 uh especially that many people just clocking those times down you know maxime grant schultz sean grishup on the relay with me and austin katz in the morning as well and some incredible individuals and maxime was very fast very fast times at that age and you know it's just still the the every year every year just moving the pedestal even higher and higher so you know that's as much coverage as we've got thus far i think united states has always gained momentum going through the meets so i i think it bodes well for them to have these highlights thus far and you know moving on to the other aspects of our swimming orientation on this podcast is everyone's favorite segments we got lane line ratings we got you like that we got kirk cousins kicking it off this weekend folks skull skull baby and uh vikings maybe a big year kirk thuggins maybe over five thousand yards is that a, is that too hot of a take i don't know i don't know that might be a that might be a heavy heavy future prediction but no we're we're here for those on the Listen Bros podcast. But if it happens, you know where you heard it here first. Before week one, this is being filmed 9-6, 9-6-23. So hopefully could have dropped this, turned this around in less than 24 hours. That'll be a first time ever, folks. So challenge accepted. Challenge made and accepted live on this podcast when I was editing. As I look myself in the face right now and make that challenge. So we're going to step up. I jazzed myself up with that little monologue at the start. So... Here we go. But I think some of my favorite documentaries ever really come from Netflix. And one of my favorite docu-series thus far, I'm only on episode three. I'm only on episode three. And the first, I'm going to go two individual ratings on the lane lines. 8.7, episode one. I loved it. I loved it. It struck a chord deep within me that I want to go. I want to go to Club Swole. I don't want to go to outside the clubs at 12. I want to go just clang and bang some lift heavy objects lift lift things up and put them down lift heavy things move fast in the weight room with the boys i mean that just looked electric it looked insanity but part of me just loved it just the thrill the neanderthalism and just the the backstory of that you know i didn't even you know i, I heard tim tebow's name and i was like oh well it's gonna be all about him and no folks jason leak jason leak forgot about that guy i don't even know that's his first name but leak and pretty incredible to see like his role episode two urban meyer's commitment to wanting to get tim tebow you know i think that's what every recruit dreams of and plays in their head the the hero epic journey which i I think that i hope they do is that i'm being sought after i'm this guy and really urban going out of his way to build that personal connection with tebow tim timothy tebow and bring him onto the team and the impact that he made and i think one of the most impressive things was you know, Tim Tebow was obviously an incredible athlete, but he identified 
uh, with one of the, I think it was Sellers. Uh, I don't, Brandon Sellers, maybe one of the linebackers on the team, the leaders of the team, and really went to him first as to, I want to learn from you and what can you do? And it reminded me a lot of the journey, you know, identifying with heroic journeys of what I've also aspired to become as a leader of, you know, going to the captains, my first year, you know, the captain series we had, uh, you can listen to those available on podcast version, Spotify, you know, YouTube, some of the YouTube, um, but you know, the captains that I looked up to that I looked forward for inspiration and also in high school too, the older guys that I aspired to be when I was a freshman, they were seniors and you really learned and, you know, saw what things I wanted to do and saw what things I didn't want to do and really became as good of a leader as I can be now for the guys around me. So episode one, 8.6, episode two, 9.3, love that. And uh, episode three, we'll see if it keeps climbing in episode four. Maybe we'll get by a 10, a 10 ski. Don't get too many of those unless you're, unless you're just a dad rating. I mean, that's, that's a hundred out of 10, but my, you like that. You like that. You like that. You like that. You like that of the week is Streamline Performance Physical Therapy. Open House was last night, September 5th, 2023. Market will go down in the archives of history. And an exciting time, headed by Nick Hattinger, um, really spearheaded the project. There's some incredible individuals there, and really just has a unique approach and just an incredible culture and character. And commitment to helping each person that he has. Uh, you can you can reach out to him on Instagram himself or Streamline Performance Physical Therapy on the IG. But they just opened a new location, uh, Windrose, East Windrose in Phoenix. So if you're an Arizona listener, check it out. If you just want to get stronger, check it out. If you're an athlete, you got some lingering issues, Nick's the man. Nick's the man. He's worked with Dozens of other athletes before. He's got them all printed up there. Brad Tandy, Olympian. Giles Smith, Pan-American record holder, gold medalist. Olivia Smaliga, gold medalist. Olivia Smaliga, Olympian. World championship medalist. Absolute dog. So he's worked with all of them. He's worked with all of them. Triathletes, runners, She's a runner. She's a track star from everywhere. And he just really takes good care of every individual, really makes a commitment. It's been four years in growth and really unique opportunity for young athletes in the area. But also if you need a consultation, maybe online or you're visiting in Phoenix, stop by. And it's really an incredible opportunity for from old, young, middle of the pack. You know, we talked about those different demographics at the start. Really an optimal place to go to get stronger, to get healthier, to get better and enjoy life more so whether you have an injury streamline whether you've got goals to get stronger streamline and whether you're just looking to recover a little bit better they've got a recovery lounge oh yeah folks the normies the compression boots the massage therapy the cold edge theory tubs excuse me and infrared red light saunas so boom they've got it all they've got it all you get stronger you get healed and you get to recover 
What more could you ask for as an athlete? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. What beats that? I don't know. So that's my you like that of the week. Hard to hard to beat that one. Streamline performance therapy. Nick Hattinger, Godspeed. Incredible individual and great to see the growth that he's made and the impact that he makes on so many people's lives going forward. So excited to see where that goes. And I think they're going to be finding themselves growing out of their own new space uh, quicker than they think. So really exciting for that. And uh, give them a follow. Give them a, give them a message if you're interested in, in linking up. Need some physical therapy or strength training, programming. And I think you'll be in, I know you'll be in really great hands. So awesome opportunity there. And my hot take, I've kind of kind of ripped a couple of them thus far. But, you know, I think, like we talked about before, with all of the swimming stuff, it's important to take into consideration where we're at in the year. And, you know, America does really well firing on all cylinders every four years. And I think it's important to realize where everyone's at in the world and realizing we're in an uncharted territory. Three-year Olympic cycle, never been done. Three-year Olympic cycle, are we doing it now? Yep. Do we have an option? Nope. Are we up for the challenge? Yep. And I think it's important to just realize that. And so, you know, my hot take kind of falls out of the scheme of USA swimming. I feel like we talked about that a lot into some other factors of, you know, Christoph Milak. Will he win? Gold medal? I don't know. Adam Peaty? Gold medal? I don't think he's going to podium. I don't know. Dude's right now dude's catching haymakers. Uh, my 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 hot take would be let's get a Jake Paul Adam Peaty fight. Let's let's do that for the sport of swimming. We want to we want to get some action going. 50 breaststroke into 50 seconds of a fight. 50 second round, 5 50 second rounds. What what maybe that's it. Maybe that's the that's the thing. Round one, 50 breaststroke. I don't know if Jake can swim. Jake, if you need lessons, hit me up. Mitochondria house. Email on the IG, swim bros. Hit the, hit the swim bros up. We'd love to help you. We'd love to train you for this. We'd love to market this with you. But maybe that's something that gets swimming going. But right now, Adam Peaty, I don't know if he's making the podium, folks. I don't know. I just don't think it. I just don't think it's going to happen if he even gets to the meet. Now, Milak, we'll see. We'll see, you know. Uh, Clement, you know, from Russia, too. I think he's going to, as long as Russia is loud at the Olympics, I think he'll turn some heads. I think he'll turn some heads. You know, his 50 backstroke world record, compare that time to what got first and second from two Americans at world championships. Pretty, pretty yikes. Pretty crazy. So, yeah, those are my those are my three fav, fan favorite segments there. Hope you enjoyed. Try to keep it under 30. We're at the time crunch. We're two-minute drilling it here. But, again, thank you. This episode brought to you by Streamline. Performance Physical Therapy. Check it out. Windrose. East Windrose. Phoenix, Arizona. Erica Biney. DNA wellness testing. Find more about your body. Get more insights into human optimization, athletic performance. Schedule it now. Mention my name, and you'll get some big bucks off. Really helping out the homies here with that one. That was one of my biggest aspects when I partnered with her. Brought to you by Tier. Got to get a new cap. Got some salt deposits because we've been laying the work. And it's been hot as all get out in Arizona. So we are definitely craving some cooler temperatures here into the fall and into the winter. But 
Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed the fast-paced nature of it. And let me know your feedback. Please, keep sending the questions. I love the questions. That's why we engage with the topics we do. Because at the Swimverse Podcast, we listen to you. We listen to our fans. We, we love the engagement in our audience members. You know, it's really the audience members that makes the podcast. We're, we're just sitting in the two, two passenger seats, captain chairs in the back. You guys, you ladies, you wonderful women and men, you're driving this. You're steering this train. You know, trains are on tracks, but you get the metaphor. <laughs> so we're keeping it rolling. We're keeping it smooth. And thanks for listening. Appreciate all of you. Give a five-star review. I saw a couple fours. I'm, get that out of here. Come on. You know this is a six-star show. You know it. We're bringing PFT commenters on. We're going to get Anders home on here. Now that we got the Wisconsin connection flowing through, we got a PFT commenter episode coming back. We're re-releasing the episode. It's been a little bit in the works, but we've edited it. We've chopped it up. And we're looking for an exciting re-release. You know, Matt Martinez really got me going on that one. So we're going to re-release it. And give the people what they want, you know? So future teasers. And we got Trevor Maida coming onto the podcast Friday. Episode for next week, but Friday. Louisville, newly anointed. Louisville assistant coach Trevor Maida. Really excited about that one. Former Wisconsin Badger coach. Connection. Hey. Wisconsin's catching on. They know the swim bros are real. And I think it's time that the rest of the world knows, too. So, really excited about Trevor. Uh, looking forward to getting some pit coaches. Chase Kreitler, Roman Willits, Josh Hugar, if he ever responds to my messages. Josh, I know you're listening to this. Respond to the messages when you get to this part of the podcast. When you get all the way to the end of this 36-minute podcast. But really excited for all these guests that are coming on. Really excited to build some steam and really trying hard to make sure that I'm providing consistent content and really keeping myself disciplined to that challenge because I haven't done that well in the past. So thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoy your day. Have a great practice. Have a great training session. Go recover. Go get some sleep. Go eat and grub up. Tell your mom. Tell your dad you love them. Tell your siblings you love them, even if it's hard to that day. But live life daily, folks. Thanks for listening.